there's a feeling of hope. Obviously now it's, it's in the rebuilding phase. We can go back to a functioning society if we wear masks until tests come into play or a vaccine comes into play. It'll buy us time. And we can reduce the spread if we take this seriously. What science has to say in the debate over the effectiveness of wearing a mask. Welcome to our ABC 10 News Coronavirus Impact Podcast. I'm Ben Higgins, and we're looking at the different ways the ongoing pandemic is having an effect on our community. In just a few moments, we'll hear from a local professor with the latest information on what several large studies revealed about how wearing masks can slow or even stop COVID-19. But first, here are some of the top coronavirus headlines for Thursday, May 28th. Just about every day, my wife asks me if I've heard anything about when she'll be allowed to take a towel to the beach and just relax on the sand again. Well, I got to pass along some welcome news today from county officials. Next week on Tuesday, June 2nd, passive activities will be allowed on beaches so long as groups stay within their household units, social distance from other non-family members, and wear facial coverings. So while members of the same household will be able to sunbathe and relax with towels and chairs on our beaches, activities such as football and volleyball will still be against the rules. Parking lots and piers will also remain closed. Again, the restrictions will be lifted next Tuesday. This gives coastal communities the time to adjust to the changes. The Del Mar horse races may go on this year, but without any fans. Organizers release their plans to reopen for their 81st season. 10 News reporter Jennifer De La Cruz has some of the details on the other changes being proposed. Normally, drawing thousands for high-wage betting, extravagant socializing, and nail-biting races. But in the year of COVID-19, there will be some big changes. The Del Mar Thoroughbred Club released their proposed plan for races this year. The season would run July 10th through September 7th, with races held Friday through Sunday each week. There will be no spectators, betting will be completely virtual, and races will be streamed online and through some broadcast channels. Leonard Miranda has been an avid horse racing fan for 40 years and never misses a season at Del Mar. It's a fun sport because uh, the hero is something other than a person, right? But this year, he'll have to watch from home. Being there, is, it's, it's completely different. So for me, live racing is the best by far as an avid fan. The whole social aspect of it, the buzz of opening day and all that, certainly that's going to be missed. The Thoroughbred Club says their races typically provide thousands of jobs. This year will likely be different. It's an issue the Del Mar Fairgrounds is facing as a whole, especially after the fair was canceled this year. CEO Tim Finnell says they've lost $54 million in revenue from canceled events. They've started an online campaign at SaveYourFairgrounds.com so they can continue to operate. Reach out to their local, county, state, and federal legislators because a lot of those people assume that we are part of the general fund and that we receive funding. We don't. We're self-funded and we're not able to do that. If the races do take place this year, it's a small victory for fans living in a world without sports. Jennifer Della Cruz, 10 News. CVS is opening 91 new drive through testing sites in California tomorrow. Carlsbad, Oceanside, Rancho Penasquito, San Marcos and Vista are getting seven of the new locations for testing. Those are in addition to the ones that opened in Chula Vista, El Cajon and San Diego last week. Anyone who meets CDC criteria can receive self-swab testing kits at CVS Pharmacy Windows. Results will come back in about three days. Scientists around the world are working to get a vaccine for COVID-19 approved, but only about half of Americans say they would actually get it. 
A poll from the Associated Press shows that mostly comes from uncertainty. 70% of people who said they wouldn't get the vaccine worry about how safe it'll be since it's being put on the fast track for testing. The National Institute of Health insists that safety is their top priority in getting the vaccine out to the public. A San Diego-based company is beginning a clinical trial for a drug it believes could keep COVID-19 patients off of a ventilator. The CEO of Phase Bio says the company was originally studying the drug to treat high blood pressure. That's when researchers realized it could potentially help control complications in coronavirus patients. Phase Bio will begin the study of the effects of the drug on humans in more depth soon. Our drug is dosed uh, through an injection. It's called a subcutaneous injection once a week. Uh, and they will be dosed for four weeks. So they'll get four injections, um, and then we will follow them for another 28 days after the course of treatment. Bayes Bio is hoping to report the data from the clinical trial by the end of the year. After San Diego Pride was canceled due to the pandemic, organizers started working on an ambitious project so that thousands of people could still participate online. The organizers are now calling for people to record and submit videos of themselves talking about what Pride means to them. To recreate part of the in-person experience, they're hoping to gather 15 to 30 second videos from anyone who wants to share their story. They'll then weave them into their big live streaming event in July. We've learned as a movement and as a community that sharing personal stories is what pulls at hearts and minds and can help shape policy. We posted a link to the submission page on our website, 10news.com. Just go to the homepage and click on the resource center. For the first time in its 124-year history, the Boston Marathon has been canceled. The historic race survived two world wars, a volcanic eruption, and another pandemic. Social distancing requirements have made it impossible to hold a physical race this year. Like other races around the country, the marathon is going virtual. The virtual race will be held in September, and runners will have to verify they ran 26.2 miles on their own to receive their finisher's medal. Every day, it seems we hear about new studies and findings related to the coronavirus, so it can be hard to keep track. Recently, some UC San Diego professors combed through studies released around the globe to compile some of the highlights, including how the virus spreads and the best ways to stay safe. Scripps Institution of Oceanography professor Kimberly Prather joined 10 News to discuss some of the findings, including the dangers of smaller aerosol particles compared to larger drops from coughs and sneezes. You know, they're just, they're tiny. And so, I mean, basically for decades, we've in generally focused on, you know, protecting ourselves against droplets, the bigger ones, which you hear about, right? They come out in coughs and sneezes. And um, those will fall to the ground relatively quickly. Um, the aerosols, uh, on the other hand, come out and they're super tiny and they float. They can float in the air and they can last in the air for longer. And so the measures that we put in place, the six foot distancing, for example, you know, the aerosols don't stop at six feet. They don't have to stop. And so they can be released, particularly indoors, um, and build up over time. And so, you know, if you're the, the, the extra twist is they tend to come from people um, before they have any symptoms. So they come from people who are sick but don't know it yet. So, you know, standard coughs and sneezes aren't happening. The drops aren't happening, but they're breathing, and, they're, and particularly they're talking. And when you talk, you can generate thousands of these. And if you're infected, some of those could contain this virus, and then you inhale, and then people can inhale it. So does that mean we need to be taking additional measures on top of what most of us are already doing 
to try and protect ourselves from the virus. That's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, basically, it's a very um, tractable problem. Like, we can fix it, you know, if we would just acknowledge it. Um, this is this debate for has been going on for other respiratory viruses for a long time. And for some reason, it's just been always sort of stated. It only travels sort of in drops, and you get it through contact. I believe this one you still will get through that route. But in addition, you have this other aerosol route that we have to be careful about and protect ourselves against. I mean, the trickiest part is just identifying those people that are sick that don't know it, because they can literally walk around for days um, and not have any idea. So temper no temperature, no coughs, you know, and so we don't have enough testing. So that's the extra, you know, added complication. So knowing all that, it seems like wearing a mask isn't just a good idea. It might be the most important precaution we can take. Right. We have to, people have to flip it around like they do and they have done in Asian com- countries for a long time, right? They wear masks if they feel a little bit sick. People wear masks there to protect others, not themselves. I mean, you will protect yourself too, but they put them on when they feel a little bit sick. And so they're actually, you wear a mask because you're looking out for others. That is the number one reason. And, you know, you also will, if you're around someone that's sick, it will protect you as well. But really the reason for this particular virus, it's so important to wear masks is just in case you're, you're sick. Does the type of fabric a mask is made out of make a huge difference? Will a normal cloth mask protect us from aerosol particles of the virus? Uh, in short, no. I mean, it's it's not enough. But say somebody's wearing one of those and they cough or they sneeze, it will stop those droplets. And so that's a good thing, right? Um, but the aerosols can, um, they're so tiny, you know, that they can, they can flow through. And especially if the mask doesn't fit to your face. Um, so a lot of these bandanas I noticed people are wearing, they are just hanging down. They're not, atta- they're not like following the contours of your face. You want it tight enough to where, you know, the air flows through the, through the material, whatever the material is. Right. And so there's been quite a few studies being done now, um, on, and they're just, we need more, but there's been a lot of studies on like what fabrics work the best. Somebody just did a study and said, you know, make it out of 600 thread count cotton sheets, right? Things like that are really actually pretty effective. As long as you don't leave a gap, if you have a gap, then the air will just go through that gap and the aerosols will follow. So, you know, you really have to wear, they have to be properly fitted. Professor Kimberly Prather, thank you for your time. Thank you. We're also seeing more good news as the process of rebounding from the pandemic continues. Italy was one of the country's hardest hit in the early stages of the pandemic. A San Diego couple living abroad saw the impact firsthand as they were forced to shelter in place at their apartment in Milan for more than two months. But now, in a sign that better times could be ahead for all of us, Italy is showing dramatic signs of recovery. Businesses are reopening and life is returning to a new normal. That's be it. That's Bea Pazenti who sell. That's Bea Pazenti who tells 10 News that so far Italy has avoided a second wave of the virus thanks to the continued practice of social distancing, and she hopes San Diego will make the right decisions moving forward as well. San Diego still faces a long road to recovery even after the pandemic subsides. ABC 10 News is committed to helping San Diegans rebound from the turmoil created by the coronavirus, getting back on our feet, finding jobs, resources, and creative solutions to rebuild. Together, we'll find a way. For stories and more information on how we bounce back, go to 10news.com rebound. That's all for today. I'm Ben Higgins.